Hello, everybody. Terrence Lehu here with another episode of the Intellectual Agrarian Podcast, where we talk philosophy from the farm. Today, we're just going to do a little bit of a tea time-ish episode, and I apologize in advance for some of the background noise. I'm recording in a different area than usual, so apologize in advance. We're in the interim of moving, so there's going to be a little adjustment for everyone here. But today, I'm going to read to you Working for the Harvest, an article I published on Medium on January 19th, 2019. Striving for success without hard work is like trying to harvest where you haven't planted. David Bly The fruits of success are delicious. They fill the belly and soul with the satisfaction of a job well done. They are also remarkably addictive. Once tasted, you find yourself unable to resist their temptations, leading to argue whether or not it's worth the cost. We like the idea of success, but are often unwilling to make the sacrifices necessary to earn it. So instead of hard work, we look for shortcuts and life hacks that will give us the feeling of satisfaction we want without the work necessary to earn it. This isn't an isolated problem for the few and the lazy. It affects everyone and separates the successful from the hopeful. Take eating healthy as an example. We want to feel like we're making the right choices and eating the best food we can, but still love the taste of junk food. Instead of eating a goldfish cracker for a snack, we'll eat certified organic fish cheese crackers. The organic label on the box provides an illusion of health, even though a carrot, organic or not, would have been the healthier option. In business, there can be the same problem. Taking photos for your Facebook or Instagram accounts is great fun and gives you opportunities to interact with your audience, but rarely does it actually produce a net result for the business you are in. On a farm, it can be easy to slip into one of two holes. Product fascination or process fascination. In the first case, you become convinced that every type of seed or plant could be something that people want, spending time and energy raising food that no one actually wants to eat. The second, process fascination, is when you obsessively spend your time looking at the different processes to raise produce and sell it, without actually raising and selling anything. We think that because we're busy, we must be working hard. Too often, that's not the case. Just like a box of organic goldfish as a healthy snack, we're spending our time on things we think will make a difference when we're eating the wrong thing entirely. Defaulting on the right action. Scott Hebert from Flavorful Farms frequently talks about defaulting on the right action. It's not only doing something, but doing the right thing. Ask where your actions actually make a genuine difference. In your job, work, or life, there are countless things that look for your time and attention, but not all are necessary to be successful. What makes you happiest may not be what moves the needle forward. Sometimes you just want to watch a stupid movie because you enjoy it, or waste an hour on Instagram. Designate quote-unquote fun time for those activities. The danger is when you spend time in those pursuits imagining that they move your work forward in a meaningful way. When action is required to be successful, 
focus on the things that make you more successful. At times, that may require stepping away from what you are working on, taking a walk and coming back to the project with a fresh set of eyes. Agriculture is a first principles medium. You plant seeds, and they grow. You reap what you sow. Work, however you slice it or dice it, is the foundation of being successful. People may measure success in different ways and means. For one person, it's social, another financial, etc. Whatever measure you use, you cannot expect to find rewards without the seeds being planted first. Work is the prerequisite for any kind of return on investment, be it time, money, kindness, or generosity. A farmer does not walk into the field in the fall and ask where the corn is. If it was not planted, it cannot be harvested. In one of the most famous stories of sowing and reaping, Aesop tells of an ant and a grasshopper. Through the summer days, the ant busily prepares for the winter by laying up food, while the grasshopper plays all day long. When the hard chill of the winter comes, the ant has enough food and comfort to last the cold days ahead. The grasshopper starves and freezes to death. Each day you toil may seem thankless. It often is. Robert Louis Stevenson said, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. While this is crop-dependent, if you look for a harvest each day, you've missed how agriculture works. Harvesting comes in seasons after the seeds are planted and the work is done. At the beginning of the season, the farmer has to sit down and ask himself what crops to grow. Tomatoes, corn, cucumbers, soybeans, etc. Out of those crops, he has to pick from a multitude of different varieties and traits. Individual seed types that may or may not succeed in his farm and in his soil. Our actions are the seeds, the first step in the process of harvesting a good crop. The best seeds for us to use depends on the environment in which they are growing and the kind of harvest you are looking for. Actions form our identities. The work we do informs who we are. It becomes and forms the identity we carry with us. You are shaped by what you do. Our work is inexorably linked to how we are identified. Without it, the identity we carry is empty without a reality to enforce the title. James Clear, in his new book, Atomic Habits, focuses early on explaining how habits, actions, are linked directly to the identity we carry about ourselves. Your habits are how you embody your identity. When you make your bed each day, you embody the identity of an organized person. When you write each day, you embody the identity of a creative person. When you train each day, you embody the identity of an athletic person. I still remember the first time I publicly called myself a writer. It was when I was introducing myself to a class of strangers. The words came from my mouth almost accidentally. It would have just been easier to mutter my name and move on, but instead I chose to embody the identity publicly. I was instantly granted the responsibility of writing about the class for the organization's newsletter. We can claim these titles, but only if we can embody the role that it requires embracing the identity and reinforcing it through our actions. Training without execution. In a recent interview with Scott Hebert from Flavorful Farms, he shared why he ends his Stoic Metal podcast with the benediction, training without execution is useless. He learned this the hard way in MMA fighting. 
Training without actually putting the knowledge into practice is a quick way to the mat. There are too many people who read all the books in whatever business, podcast, or book they want to produce, but never actually start the business, podcast, or book. We get stuck with information fascination and continually learn without executing on the knowledge gained. Time is the most valuable currency we have. We can choose to invest it in many ways. Learning may be a profitable way, but only if then we take the time to put what we've learned into practical purpose. You can learn everything about agriculture, but unless you actually plant a seed in the ground, you will never see a harvest for your labor. Actually doing the work is the most important part. We can easily get caught up waiting for the right time, waiting for the stars to align perfectly. Indeed, there are times to wait. But if you continually wait for that perfect moment, you'll find that all the careful preparation goes to waste because you never actually pulled the cord and acted on what you set out to accomplish. Summary. There will be a continual resistance to progress in our lives, a continual resistance to the actions that will make a difference, resistance to performing the work that needs to be done. What defines a doer versus a wisher is that the doer gets things done. The best way to avoid wasting our lives contemplating what might have been is to actively pursue what matters to us most. Instead of spending our time navel-gazing, spend it making progress. There's a great poem that I always remember when contemplating work. Be Strong by Mel B. Babcock. The first stanza serves as a beautiful reminder to do, to move forward in your work. Be strong. We are not here to play, to dream, to drift. We have hard work to do and loads to lift. Shun not the struggle. Face it. Tis God's gift. Thank you for listening to this audio version of my article. If you want to check that out, it will be linked in the show notes below. Thank you again for listening. This has been Terrence Lehew and the Intellectual Agrarian Podcast reminding you to keep farming the dream.